0: going on? What is happening out there? How are we doing on a Wednesday? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Today is the 26th, October 26th, 2022. What's going on out there with you? What's going on in your world? How are we doing this week? On today's show, it is Concept Wednesday. Every Wednesday, do a concept show, a little more advanced, a little more for the intermediate advanced bettors. And uh, today, we're going to talk about Sort of like different investment strategies or like different investment tactics for sports betting. We'll talk about arbitraging, we'll talk about middling, we'll talk about hedging, buying off of games, reinvesting games, pretty much everything you can imagine for different tactics for investments in sports betting. Remember, if you want to start betting fun uh, contests where you build a content, where you build a lineup in a, a uh, sports betting contest, and your lineup is player props. So you make a lineup of player prop over-unders and you compete with other people in that contest to win uh, win prizes and money. It's so much fun. So they're called Thrive Fantasy. And it's kind of that same daily fantasy style uh, uh, system. Kind of like how da- uh, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings has done for a little bit. But the main difference that I've noticed is it's not flooded or polluted with like hundreds of thousands of people and it's impossible to win. They have a contest coming up this weekend in the NFL. $20,000 to first place. Guess the entries. They're capping it at four thousand four (laughs) hundred forty-four people. You're never gonna get that at DraftKings or FanDuel. So check out Thrive Fantasy online or download the app. Put in promo code SBD when you sign up. That gets us some credit for sending you over, and uh, that also gets you some great deposit bonuses, uh, specifically a one hundred percent match up to hundred bucks. Check out Thrive Fantasy online. Download the app. Start playing those contests and having more fun with player props. Thrive Fantasy promo code SBD. All right. So let's get into it. Different investment tactics and strategies for betting sports. So let's just dive in. Let's start off with arbitraging. Arbitraging is something that uh, doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. And the reason may be simple. Maybe it's it's not available enough or readily available enough for the public that the public hears about it. And arbitraging is very simple. What you're doing is betting both sides of a game, guaranteeing a profit. And here's what this usually looks like. It's usually, if there's teams that are around even money, okay, it's like minus 110, minus 110. Let's say we have a hockey game, because let's talk some money line here. We have a hockey game, and the, uh, the, the, the spread on one sports book is Team A. I'm going to have to write this down. Is Team A, minus 120, Team B, plus 105, okay? And there's another sports book that has it flipped, Team B is plus 105, and Team A is minus 120. What we would do is bet on sports, on the first sports book, bet on Team B at plus 105, and on the second sports book, bet on Team A at plus 105. What we're now doing is taking the role of the house. We are betting plus 110, whatever you want to say, plus 105, both sides, guaranteeing profit. So yes, if you bet $100 on each game, you're going to guarantee you make $5, right? You're spending $200, 100 on the first bet, 100 on the second bet, and you know you're going to win one, lose one. But the key is they're both plus 105. So it doesn't matter which one wins or loses, you're going to lose 100 and you're going to win 105. Now you may say, Tyler, I don't want to spend my whole day searching for these and and, and, and investing $200 to guarantee five, it doesn't seem like it's worth it. To which I would say, you're right. You can't make a living doing this. You can't just arbitrage and pay the bills. But these are all, everything we're going to talk about on today's show, they're all in the arsenal of a sports better. Any good, profitable sports better executes everything we're going to talk about today on, on today's show within the course of like a week. You're doing all these things. So I try and arbitrage any chance I can, I'm always looking for it. My antennas are always up. I have a little text group with my buddy. It's anytime any of us sees an arbitrage, we just text the other one because it's essentially free money, which is why it's very, very, very hard to find. But the reason why arbitraging exists is because some sports books do work and move independently. And so if there's going to be a book out there that gives a rogue number, we can sometimes find opportunities to arbitrage. Now, there are other Situations where we can arbitrage, and that's during a live event. This is actually how I got in trouble with uh, BetMGM. So live arbitraging is taking the other side of a game, guaranteeing a profit in the same game live. So let's let's say uh, this weekend. Okay, if we uh, let me pull up some NFL here, a little NFL. All right, um, NFL, we are going to go Moneyline this weekend. Let's say we're going to take the, how uh, about that, the Broncos. I'm from Denver. I know they haven't been looking great. I'm not going to take the Broncos. But let's say Denver, uh, plus 115. They're playing in uh, in England, in foggy London town. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in England. Uh, Broncos are plus 115. Let's say, hypothetically, we bet the Broncos pregame. And the Broncos get off to a great start. Okay, great start. Let's say they're up 21-0 going in at halftime. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are now, I don't know, plus 300. Well, what we would do is bet Jacksonville plus 300. And we'll, we'll, I don't think it's the, it's, the, it's the day to get into exact amounts or how we arbitrage. Maybe I can do a deep dive on arbitraging and talk about how much you bet. Do you, do you want to make your money back? Do you want to make a little bit on each way? We'll talk about that on a different, a, a different show. But that's the idea here is we now have a ticket for Denver plus 115 money line and Jacksonville plus 300 money line. Now, obviously, if we bet $100, the same amount on each bet, we want Jacksonville to come back and win. We're going to make more money. But the point here is, regardless of the outcome, we're guaranteeing ourselves a profit. And I will also say this, arbitraging is the fastest way to get banned, okay? It's the quickest way to get banned, uh, if you're doing it in the same book. That's how I got in trouble with BetMGM. It's fine if we take the Broncos plus 115 and then take Jacksonville plus 300 on a different sports book. They're not going to be able to tell the difference, Okay. So for us, we guarantee profit and for the sports books, they don't care, you know, but when you do it in the same book, okay, if I do it in the same sports book, then they notice they don't like you guaranteeing a win against them. They'll cut your limits pretty quickly. So that's arbitraging. Arbitraging is guaranteeing a profit by betting both sides of any given game. Let's talk about middling. Next topic here is middling. Uh, middling, I think, sometimes gets confused with arbitraging. They kind of have a little bit of overlap, but not a ton. So, middling is where, again, you bet both sides of the game, but we're not guaranteeing a profit. What we're offering ourselves with middling is a 20 to 1 situation. Now, the 20 to 1 number comes from minus 110 sports or minus 110 bets, which is what we'll focus on today. And here's how it works let's say, let's use a, an NFL game this weekend. Let's use the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Okay, New England is currently minus two and a half at the New York Jets. Let's—I don't care about the line. You may disagree with the line. You may think the Jets are the play. I don't care. We're not talking about that. We're not handicapping. We're just using this as an example. So let's say we take the New York Jets—or let's sorry, sorry. Let's say we take the Patriots minus two and a half. Okay. So right now, when we're recording this on a on a Wednesday, we take the Patriots. Minus two and a half at minus 110. Let's say that line moves through the week. Patriots minus three. And then let's say on Sunday, Patriots are minus three and a half. Okay, again, I don't think this will happen, but just hypothetical. Work with me here. So we already have the bet that we made on Wednesday, Patriots plus two and a half. And the line has moved to Patriots minus three and a half. So what we can do in a middle situation is now bet the Jets plus three and a half. So what's going to happen more often than not, more often than not, when you're middling, you're going to win one, lose one, which means you're going to lose a little bit of money. Let's say in this example, we put $110 to win a hundred on each of those bets. Okay. So we have 110 to win a hundred on the New York jets plus three and a half and 110 to win a hundred on the New England Patriots minus two and a half more times than not. Like I said, we're going to lose one ten and win a hundred. Okay. So We can expect that in the majority of the situations, we're going to lose 10 bucks. But in those magical times where it does land on three, or it does hit the middle number, you get 20 to one for your bet. And what I mean by that is we're essentially risking the 10, right? You're guaranteed that, not guaranteed, but more times than not, you're going to lose the 10. So we're risking that $10 that we're going to lose sometimes for the chance of winning 200. Because when it lands on three or lands in the middle of whatever you're betting, it's a 20-to-1 bet. So the math is actually relatively simple. Is whatever bet you're making going to land in that middle one out of 19 times or more? If the answer is yes, you've got a profitable bet on your hands. And I will say this. In the NFL, if a spread is three, okay, if a team closes minus three, historically, that game has landed on three Right about ten percent of the time, which is a, a very high number. Okay, so think about it. If you have a proposition that's going to happen one out of ten times, aka ten percent, and we are getting twenty to one, aka one out of twenty to, or aka one out of uh, uh, twenty times, that's a hugely profitable bet. We're getting something that's going to happen ten percent of the time. They're charging us like it's going to happen five percent of the time. So. While those are few and far between, and while those are difficult to find themselves, that's a middle. You're getting 20 to 1, and you're usually, middles usually happen pregame, before the game, um, during the week when there's line movement before the game kicks off. Now, you can still middle during a game, but there's just a couple issues there. First one being, you have to take into account game state. Okay, so opposed to arbitraging where you're just looking to make a buck and, and turn the game off... Game state matters. And you only want to make a middle bet if that's the correct bet to make during the game. See, a lot of people a lot of people approach live betting like this. They'll like a favorite. Let's say the favorite is minus eight. They don't want to lay minus eight. You know, who in the public wants to lay minus eight? Well, if that favorite gets down two touchdowns early and they're now like plus like plus one, a lot of people will say, hey, I got that minus eight favorite for plus one. We got a good number. But what they're ignoring is what's happening in the game. Okay, if you were to tell me before the game that the team I like minus eight would be down two touchdowns in the first quarter, I would say, hmm, probably don't like the team minus eight anymore. <laughs> so that changes everything. So we have to take into account game state. So if you're going to middle during a game live, you have to think about, is this a good profitable bet? And you also have to account for, will it hit the middle one out of 19 times or more? That's that's important. But, but game state matters, okay? Um... Again, I don't want to go too in detail with that, but let's use a quick example about why game state matters. Let's say in the NFL, uh, we are betting on a team and let's, let's get rid of all the examples we've used just, just start another new hypothetical. Let's say in the NFL, we're betting on a team and uh, or let's say in the NFL, we want to bet on a team, but we're waiting. Okay, we're apprehensive and we want to bet live. And let's say they've given up two kick return touchdowns for uh, two kick returns for a touchdown and they're down 14 nothing. Contrast that with they're down 14 nothing, but instead of two kick returns, the other team manufactured 80-yard drives and scored. Now answer me, what's the difference? Why does that matter to us? And the answer is because the kick returns can largely be considered luck, okay? If you're down 14 nothing off two fluky plays, I would be eager to get involved with the favorite because that's probably not sustainable through 60 minutes. However, If they drove down 80 yards manufactured two awesome drives i'm way way less likely to get in on the favorite then because the opponent is showing me maybe they have a game plan maybe they have something ready for this team maybe there's an an edge in the x's and o's that we overlooked so that's why game state matters what's going on in the game is important but just as important is how did that happen all right so we've talked about uh, arbitraging we've talked about middling let's now get to hedging Hedging is probably the most widely talked about, right? I would say of all the terms we're going to mention today, hedging is the one that most of you have heard. Uh, It's the most popular thing. It's used throughout the world of investing. So maybe you hear people talk about hedging in the stock market, or even like, you know, it's just like a a term, like, you know, if you're going to hedge your bets or something like that. So let's talk about what that means, because I I think with the more common phrase, there may be some misconceptions out there. Hedging is, again, kind of like arbitraging, To where we're taking the other side of a bet but hedging doesn't always guarantee a profit i actually have a definition here from uh action sports network or the actionnetwork.com which i disagree with this they're confusing arbitraging and hedging so the action networks uh uh, the action network's definition is hedging is a sports betting strategy in which a better takes the opposite side of their original bet once the original bets likelihood of winning has increased so that's actually not true they got this right. It is a sports betting strategy in which a better takes the opposite side of an original bet. That's true. What they got wrong was once that original bet's likelihood of winning has increased. That doesn't matter. Sometimes your bet's likelihood of winning will have decreased and you want to hedge to get off of that game. You want to buy off of the game, okay? That, that's completely legitimate and realistic and it happens all the time in hedging. Hedging isn't necessarily always a good thing. Hedging could be, you know, I was on to something. I want to get off that. Let's get off right now. So hedging is taking the other side, but generally you're hedging as a risk management tool. Okay, according to the Action Network, when it says hedging is a sports betting strategy where a better takes the opposite side, once the original bet's likelihood of winning is increased, that's not true. Okay, it can decrease, it can increase, it could do anything. It's more about the hedge of why we're making the bet, less about the actual number or the actual market. The Action Network goes on to say the intention of a hedge, excuse me, the intention of a hedge is generally to guarantee a profit. Uh, wrong, as we talked about, that's an arbitrage. They're mixing up, and I know you may be saying, ah, Tyler, it's the Action Network." That's my point. Look at all the bad information that's out there from trustworthy sources. The Action Network may be the single most trustworthy source in the entire world of public sports betting, and the first thing I looked up today—I didn't single them out. I typed into Google hedging and sports betting and they popped up first. So it's not like I'm going, <laughs> I'm gonna call on Action Network out today. I'm just using whatever came to me. And it's like, oh, they're wrong. Who is it? Mm, Action Network. So they're they're confusing arbitraging and hedging. What they say here, the intention of a hedge is to guarantee a profit. That's wrong. That's that's an arbitrage. It's just it's I know this is semantics, but we wanna be smart here. We wanna be educated and we wanna understand what's going on. We don't wanna to, look this is about being sort of like, like, like when you go to college, right? When you go to college, you want to be educated and nuanced in every little aspect of whatever you're studying. That's what this is. That's what these Wednesday shows are for It's we're going to go through all this stuff and be correct and accurate. And even if you think I'm nitpicking, I think this is worth it. So, um, hedging is generally going to be taking the other side, risk management, watching your, again, risk profile. And if you do guarantee a profit, that's called an arbitrage. If it's not a profit that's a hedge. So hedging generally happens when you think you're on the wrong side, you want to get off of a game, and it will happen a lot when you buy early in the week. Okay, let's say we made a bet on Sunday night for some college football coming up this weekend. Well, what's one thing that's changed drastically over... what is today? Today's the day 26th? Oh, From the 23rd Sunday to the 26th. I'll tell you one thing, the weather outlook this weekend. It was supposed to be a pretty good week in the, in the south and the east uh, coming up this weekend. Right now, they're looking at sleet, some wind, some, some rain. So that's one thing that changes. So if I made some bets on Sunday night, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. My, my whole handicap for that game's off now because the weather, we're expecting hail and wind. I might just hedge off. It doesn't have to move in my favor. It doesn't have to move away from me. I just go, you know what? I don't want that bet anymore. I don't like the other side, but I just want to buy off the game. Now, when you do this, you're going to spend a little bit of money. You know, it's going to cost you the VIG, cost you a little bit to buy off. And a lot of people, when they say buy off, we're not going to talk about that today. That's essentially hedging. Hedging is where you're buying off of a current position in order to manage your risk profile. But that's the thing with the hedge. You know, hedge gets overused way too much. It's just making sure you're okay when you think you've made the wrong decision. And finally, let's wrap today's show up with reinvesting reinvesting is re—it's pretty interesting because when do you do it? How much do you do? And is it appropriate? And I'll tell you right now, reinvesting is, the definition is simple, betting again on the same team you've already bet on. And let me say, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of reinvesting, do not, I repeat, do not, I repeat again, do not get in the habit of reinvesting when the market moves in your favor. An example would be if we take team A at, let's say, plus three, and through the week, that team has moved to plus six, we don't want to reinvest at plus six. Because what a lot of people do is go, I love this handicap. I love that team at plus three. Of course, I love them plus six. Let's put some more money on it. And here's why that's wrong. is You may be right sometimes, but in general, here's what you're saying. We've seen what the entire sports betting market has to say. We've seen what the books say. We've seen what the syndicates say. We've seen what these millionaires who make a living betting these sports have to say. And they all disagree with me, right? Because if anyone agreed with you who had real money, that line would have evened out somewhere. The way the books work is they're going to keep moving that line until the, till the action evens out. So in this hypothetical, that line moved from plus three to plus three and a half to four, four and a half, five, five and a half, six. And then finally maybe even move to six and a half and it got back to uh, bet back down from six and a half to six and then it evened out. So what you're saying, if you reinvest is you're going to buck the entire sports betting world and you're going to be right more than 55% of the time. That is not a good habit to get in. Okay, That's what I did a lot early in my career. And I learned quickly, oh, not good, not a good thing. So when you're reinvesting, don't get in the habit of reinvesting when things don't go well pregame for your handicap. If it moves against you, stick with it. You made a bad bet. You're going to have those in your, in, your, in your portfolio. Trust me, every week I've got tons of bad bets. And why does that happen? It happens because I bet early. And sometimes things change. But that's why you hedge. That's why you buy off of games. That's sometimes why you middle. That's why we're talking about today's strategies and tactics is because they're useful. You need to use these things. But reinvesting, don't ever do it when it moves against you. Now, don't make a habit of doing it when it moves against you. If it's your game of the year and it's moved a point and a half and you absolutely love it, fine. But don't make a habit of it. And when you do want to reinvest, is generally again when it's profitable. Now, what's funny is everyone wants like a single answer for these things. When do you hedge? When do you arbitrage? When do you middle? Generally the answer is except for arbitraging because that's guaranteeing a profit. But with these other ones, it goes to the game state. It goes to should you be making this bets? Is it a profitable bet to make? And if I'm gonna reinvest, is it still profitable? What should the line be? What is the line currently? And this goes for live too. If we have a team minus, you know, minus three, and the game's going on, and it's a close game, and they're down to minus two and a half, but we still love that minus three and we see the game state then you know that's fine. Reinvest at minus 2.5. All you're doing is taking your position from an average of 3. So if you rebuy it 2.5, now your average is 2.75. So now you have double the amount bet at 2.75 instead of half the amount bet at 3. The issue here is what you're doing is either knowingly or unknowingly based on your approach, you are greatly rocketing your position. Okay, And a position, whether it's in the stock market or sports betting, is simply how much money you have on any given thing. And you want to be careful here because if you reinvest on a team one, two, a couple times, your, your position on that team is now so greatly, overwhelmingly, what's the word here? I'm looking for a specific word. Uh, uh, your position is, oh, you're, you're exposed. That's exposure. That's the word I'm looking for. It's the exposure on any one given game. If that happens to lose, and you've now put like four units on that one game, that can destroy you. Now you may say, "Well, what if it wins, Tyler?" I understand that. It's going to win sometimes, it's going to lose sometimes. But generally, like we said, if you're going to buck, if you're going to do these things, it has to hit more than fifty-five percent of the time. So that's what what reinvesting comes down to is do it if it's profitable. But beware that if you make the same bet on the same team, you're doubling your your investment on that team at a new number. Granted. But that I mean, doubling your bet's a big deal, right? And if you do it again, tripling your bet, then that's 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 huge. So just be careful. When you're reinvesting, approach with caution. It can get a little out of control pretty quickly. So those are our terms we're gonna go over for today: arbitraging, middling, hedging, and reinvesting. Once again, arbitraging, guaranteeing a profit. And th- this is just sort of the layman's terms, wrapping it all up. Arbitraging, guaranteeing a profit. Middling, giving yourself an opportunity to have a 20-1 to 1 winner if it hits the middle, otherwise you're paying the VIG. Hedging, where you buy off the position when you think it's disadvantageous or you want to manage your risk profile. And then reinvesting, betting on the same team again, either at a, well, usually at a better number, but sometimes at a worse number if it's pregame, reinvesting, betting on the same team that you've already bet on. All right. uh, Thanks for joining us today. It was a little bit of a different show, but uh, hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully you learned a little bit of something about your investment strategies next time you're betting sports. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.